0: So when it comes to making a good decision, I think a big part of what makes it worthwhile is taking time. Uh, We don't have to react as fast as we think we do. And I feel in times of crisis, we think we need to go, 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 go.
1: Making decisions is tricky business. In times of crisis, it's even trickier. Chaos has a way of getting to us, eating us up and taking over our minds. We've seen big decisions through 2020, in what has been a year that's turned our lives upside down. We've seen Denmark freeze its economy, Hollywood launch movies directly on the internet, and companies announce that remote work is now forever. Hi, and welcome back to season three of Habits Matter. On this episode, we talk about decision-making in times of crisis, with two leaders who've been there, done that. We find out how crisis affects our judgment and how to act when we think there is no time to think. Stay till the end for lessons in decision making from the pandemic.
0: Hey, this is Matt Granato, CEO and co-founder of Life Pulse Inc. I'm excited to be talking to you today. I mean, it's when you're running a business, uh, you're always going to deal with crisis. I've dealt with crises of employees passing away. I've dealt with crises of Customers having major issues, lawsuits, I mean, you name it. And what happens is your emotions come to you right away.
1: During a crisis, panicking is almost an instinctive reaction. It's fight or flight. This makes us lose sight of the big picture.
0: The reason why in times of crisis, decision-making breaks down is because we run away from our fundamentals to grab onto anything we think will save us. And it's rare that that will save you.
1: We speak to Rahul Chandra, who's been close to several high-stakes, high-stress situations in his career as a prolific venture capitalist and board director. Rahul has invested in tech startups in India and Silicon Valley for more than two decades. He's also the author of The Moonshot Game, a gripping account of his behind-the-scenes journey as a VC. Having seen many companies in crisis through the years, Rahul gives us a bird's-eye view of how things typically play out. When trouble strikes.
2: Again, as board members, we have the luxury of being a little bit removed from the, from the crisis. And we see a lot more across, no, not at a company level, but across a portfolio. You know, these little explosions going up every now and then. And again, from history, what we have seen is that the reaction to a crisis always is that it seems much worse than it actually is mm-hmm. a few years down the line. But the reaction is more extreme, given that it you know you're right at the um, you know at the eyeball level with that crisis. It just seems enormous.
3: Sure. So then, one has to be careful about the fact that when you are in a crisis, often you have to take some action. But are you taking an? But have to be cautious about not taking an action that actually, in the long run, can cause more damage than the solution to the crisis. Correct?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, and Hmm. keeping in mind or getting reminded that it's not as bad as it seems. And, uh, you know, one useful thing to tell or think about is that, you know, there may be something worse than this that might happen. What will I do then? Uh, Hmm. Because this may not be the worst that's happening. So then you calibrate your actions uh, accordingly and and actually think that maybe there is something worse that might happen.
1: Like Jack Wells says, the problem is worse than it appears. A balanced response to the crisis requires bounded optimism, a positivity that is grounded in reality. It's important to keep an optimistic outlook while remembering that there is a fine line between optimism and overconfidence. Great leaders know this instinctively. The rest of us can prepare a decision-making toolkit to fall back on when things get rough.
0: Working with the Air Force was working with a pilot who uh, who's playing? Uh, the both his engines went out, and I asked. I said, "What did you do?" He said, "I just went back to training," and that's exactly why it's so important to make preparation part of your plan. Because anytime you prepare properly, the next step is always easy. But without preparation, that next step is like walking through a room full of mouse traps with the lights off, no shoes on, hoping you don't hit anything. It gets scary.
1: Hockey legend Wayne Gretzky once said, "A good hockey player." place where the puck is. A great hockey player, place where the puck is going to be. Extraordinary decision makers master the tools before they need them, not when they need them. If you wait till the storm arrives, it may be too late. In other words, making decisions is a skill to master.
0: So three things to remember when you're making a rational decision in a time of uncertainty. Number one is go back to the original plan and review that first even if you have to do that in an instant right but don't forget what you've prepared for for this um that's the first thing the second thing would be is be okay with change part of the plan you're making needs to be that change is going to happen uh life is going to change this last year has shown us that more than ever however we need to make sure that we are going back to that original plan and having a plan that can adapt and finally the third is be okay reaching out for help. I mean, if you're in a, in a time of crisis, don't wait until it's too late to get help. If you start seeing yourself going down this path, I always ask you, I say, reach out right away. If you don't have a coach, find a coach. If you don't have an advisor, find an advisor.
1: Matt applies the 80-20 rule to prepare for adversity. If you manage the known 80% well, the unknown 20% becomes easier to deal with, he believes.
0: However... If you don't manage the 80% properly, that 20 feels like 100. So the little things throw you off. And because the rest of your life is out of whack, it's hard to deal with it. Here's
1: an example from his life.
0: So a really tough decision that I had to make during a crisis. It actually doesn't have to do with work itself. It has to do with family. So this one, my daughter has a very rare muscular issue. Uh, Thanksgiving... The day of in, uh, we were actually at home with our family, and she her oxygen levels dipped, she wasn't able to breathe, she was having a lot of trouble, got out of the hospital, jumped on a helicopter and met a vector to another hospital to get treatment. She was in the hospital for almost a month. That is when there's times where you need to make very clear decisions on what you're going to do. So the decision we had to make was who stays with her and who goes? who gets in the helicopter with her and who goes home? My wife or myself. and where this conversation started. Uh, And why it's such a prevalent moment in my life is we didn't have to have a conversation of who does what when, because we knew ahead of time what was happening. We knew that I will stay there. Maria, my wife, will go do what she needs to do. And again, I keep saying the same thing, but it's all about preparation. I know what I do. I have systems in place in every part of my life that are structured so that when I need to make a tough decision, I have stuff I can fall back on.
1: Life has a way of taking unexpected turns. but in a crisis, which is like a bowl from the blue, it helps to practice deliberate calm. Stop. Detach yourself from the situation to think. Don't do anything for a while. Slowing down decision-making can bring clarity to your thought process. If possible, collect all the information you can and then finally execute your action plan. There are four steps to execution. The first is prioritization. What's the order of importance of your tasks? Next, define your deliverables. What needs to be done and by when? After that, create a schedule and identify which tasks will happen one after another and which can happen simultaneously. As a last step, present the plan to others making rules clear, or what is expected from whom.
0: You don't do a puzzle while it's still in the box. You take it out of the box, you spread it out, you do the corners first, you work your way in. Same with issues. Get it out of your head, get it on the paper, get it onto a whiteboard, put it up somewhere so you can see things and start moving things around.
1: Rahul shares an example of an investment crisis that seemed insurmountable in the short term, but paid off thanks to well-thought-out calculated risk.
2: But also, another good one was where uh, the state banning the business you know suddenly caused the company to we had come in at a very high valuation uh, and it basically got written off with this uh, state decision, which was totally unexpected. Now we still decided to invest, which was very hard because you are you know sitting at such a high valuation, the company is has no future as far as you can see, but you still believe in the opportunity you still believe that the company, if, if given half a chance, can actually do really well. so you still come back and uh, you know write another check uh, and you invest and what happened in that case is that between the very high entry evaluation and then this second check uh, we we got an average price which was um, you know lower. Well, the company actually came out of that crisis uh, and uh, rebuilt the business and rebuilt it to a point where they could have a very large exit, you know, almost a billion dollar exit. So our uh, check in the crisis did far better than the check in the good times. Uh, so we, we actually had decent returns from it uh, compared to what we would have had otherwise, which was a total write off. So I think taking that uh, with a longer term view that they will overcome this crisis. And if they were, what, what will happen? That was a good outcome for us.
3: I think I know which company you're talking about. This is the guessing game is too intense. Uh, one, can't, one can't switch off. I'm trying to scan your portfolio companies to see which one this would be, but I'll ask you offline. Um, anything else, Rahul, as we finish, anything about decision-making in crisis that you think we have it covered, that it's, it would be really important for people listening to this podcast to. Uh,
2: remember or consider? yeah, a couple of things. I think one is we we all tend to personalize the crisis a lot more than we should. You know it's not good for us as individuals to take so much stress on ourselves. Uh, that's why there are teams. and the first thing to do with the crisis is to bring in a bigger group, uh, you know big people you know who who can respond to it in a creative way, and break out. And you know, just share that load, you know, of what might happen. And the more people share, and I've realized that uh, not only the stress comes down, but the ability to respond gets better.
1: Don't underestimate the power of people. If you're highly stressed, having others around can act as an emotional buffer. A network can also throw up new ideas that may help you take more informed decisions.
2: Uh, second, I would say is that. Uh, you know, the point about using a telescope versus a microscope at that point yeah. in the crisis. So so if you zoom out, what you will see is that the company uh, has a very long, you know, ideally 30, 40, 50 year journey, and you are in this speck of time and space, which is not going to matter after 10 years, it will be seen as Something I think that not only drives optimism, positivity, but it also gives you the sense of that crisis and context to the overall journey. So I think that is the main thing at the end of the day, that positivity has to be there.
3: Yeah. And that arc of progress, right? I think sort of almost a historian's lens to say that the opportunity and the arc of progress is, is much more um, you know, measured in decades and, and not in weeks of crisis
2: yeah yeah you know all the companies we see around they are not mm. uh, you know one one more thing to remember is no great company is built without a near death experience so
3: mm.
2: you know if you remind yourself that you you know that you are not alone every great company has gone through something similar and in some sense having a near death experience is is almost like a, a, a you know graduation that mm. you know, you've survived this and, and to think that, you know, an HDFC or a Kotak or any great institution out there have also gone through their moments of crisis and they are great because they have survived this moment of crisis. So the um, almost a rite of passage is how it should be looked at. You know, if you if you think you are great, if you want to be great, you better survive this crisis.
0: There's always a solution and it might not be the best solution, but it's at least a solution. and. Action is sometimes better than no action. And sometimes no action is the action to take. And I think a lot of times when we're in a time of crisis, we sit there and we wish we had a life jacket. And I really, I know I've said it multiple times, but I hope the listeners recognize, build the system now so you don't have to build it during the crisis. No matter what the crisis is, we know things are going to change in life. And because of that, we need to have change be part of our plan of how do we adapt when things change.
1: Thank you for staying right till the end. If you're interested in learning the art of making smart decisions and executing them well, check out our courses, Making Decisions and Executing Solutions. Don't forget to avail a 20% discount on both courses or any other courses from our Solve Habit. Just head to our website, harappa.education, sign up and use the code HABITS20. That is H-A-B-I-T-S-2-0. The link is in the description box. Happy learning and see you next time. Abyss Matter is a show brought to you by Harappa Education. This episode was scripted, produced, and managed by Nitin shamsuddin and Somya Bahuguna under the editorial direction of Seema Chaudhary. Shout out to Madhva, our super talented audio engineer and a brilliant design team for us Nazi creators. Follow Habits Mat, on Instagram and Harappa Education on Instagram, LinkedIn,
3: Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook.